This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. Put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cock. We're not gonna take Philip Sexton in this half hour. Oh, Philip, yeah. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm doing great. Looks like I brought the snow in with me. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, things going on in the market this week. Uh, the market tried to get a setback going, but uh, seems to be sort of progressing upwards. Uh, <clears throat> the Dow and the S&P 500 since the beginning of the year we're up about what three and a half four percent maybe uh yeah something like that you know for the week uh kind of flattish you know maybe up just a little bit uh tuesday tuesday was your big kind of down day i would uh, say uh down about 300 and something fears of china yeah <laughs> you know they they started the meeting in uh davos yeah uh and uh the european central bank uh came out uh you know the the guy the guy in europe i can't remember what his name draghi draghi yeah he came out and he was speaking on you know their their inflation projections and and how they feel like the trade you know the trade spat going on uh it will bring between the u.s and china yeah one it's spilled over to europe too you know right And, and they feel like from a global perspective uh they redid some of their numbers out for the next two years um and they bumped them down uh they think know. there'll be a slowdown uh to some degree as a result of that yeah and that, and that rolled into that was on monday and that rolled into tuesday when the market opened because you know monday was mlk day so yeah uh but you know the market's recovered from that and and went on to go up just a little bit for the week i believe uh you know, uh, you you still you're right in the heart of earnings season. Yeah, uh, we've had four of our companies that we invest in announce earnings so far. Uh, over the next two weeks, we'll have another probably fourteen of them. Yeah, announce earnings. Uh, so you're right in the middle of it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna be helping you with that. <laughs> oh yeah, you're gonna see if I'm worth anything. Oh gosh, well, considering uh, you're the owner, you're definitely worth uh, something, right? <laughs> 
let's try to make it see if I can actually do some real work. Um, Trump signed a spending bill. Uh, looks like the at least for the time being, the government uh, shutdown is 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 over with. Yeah, uh, you know, and and there's been some talk that uh, the government shutdown uh, was actually, if it lasted through the first quarter, was going to cause zero growth. Yeah, like zero GDP growth, which. I could see it's to be expected. You know, it's 800,000 people in the U.S. Uh, that aren't working, uh, that aren't consuming, uh, very little consumption. You know, they're still consuming, I guess. But, you know, it, it kind of s- slows down a piece of the pie. Right. Uh, but, you know, reopening the government for the next three weeks. Uh, it's three, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, that 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 could be a boost. Uh, right. Guy, you can jump in here. Oh, I will. I just was thinking what might be interesting. They, I, I heard last night that they're going to try to get them their money, the back pay, as quickly as possible. Yeah. It'd be kind of fun to see what kind of impact that may have just on kind of, you know, all of a sudden 800,000 people getting all their money back. Yeah. <laughs> they had been figuring out how to live without it now. Right. Correct. Uh, and I think <laughs> a little the, spike. I think the interesting <laughs> thing will be how much of it do they save, right? How much of it do they spend now? Yeah, right. you know, because you, you you know it's only a three week bill, so you could be right back in this position this time next month. Um, well, I'm really glad that they that you know they agreed to open it back up. I hope they can they can work this out over the next three weeks. I really do. I think it's an interesting political move too. You know, opening the government, and uh, I, I think he was quoted as saying, uh, "It seems like, you know, from the talks I've heard, partisanship is going to be put aside, and and we're going to compromise." And somebody has to give, and 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 it has to be the president because yeah. the president has to <clears throat> be the adult. And um, people are saying, "Well, he lost; he didn't get his wall money, and that kind of thing." I think in a way he won because he said, I'm going to be the big person in the room and you're not going to give me what I want, but that's okay. I'm going to do it anyway. And it's exhibiting leadership. That's right. Well, I think another, I'm going to to quote another uh, politician that was the uh, senator from West Virginia. He was Manchin. He was a Democratic senator from West Virginia. He was the only one because the Senate voted on two different spending bills. Yeah. One presented, you know, by by the Senate Democrats, and one presented by the president, and they failed both of them. There was only one Democratic senator that voted for the president's bill, and it was him. And he was quoted as saying that we're all not doing what we're supposed to be here to do, yeah, uh, which is work for the people. That's right. You know, and that was that was a pretty powerful statement in my book. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Okay, uh, scamming grandma, financial abuse of senior citizens hits record. <clears throat> this is something that, uh, and then there's this thing about the other thing. Um, we have seen financial abuse of senior citizens go to a new high, and uh, it's something that uh, we're very much concerned about that our compliance department actually focuses on this kind of thing to where if we see this sort of thing taking place, uh, we can uh, uh, call it to attention. 
and it's 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 really a big thing. And then there's this article here in the yeah. Wall Street Journal about this. Yeah, so it's an article written by Yuka Hayashi. Uh, she she's I think it's a she. She talks about um, U.S. banks reported a record twenty four thousand four hundred and fifty four suspected cases of elder financial abuse to the U.S. Treasury Department last year, more than double that amount from five years ago, according to government data. Gosh. It's it's the you know when you look at society as a whole, you've got a big big piece of the demographic that's aging. You know, the baby boomer right. generation isn't getting any younger. That's right. And they're they're going into their retirement years. They're going into these years, and you, you, you've always got those people that see this as, okay, you know, this is, this is easy money. You know, I'm going to go in there and scam all these people. And it's sad to see, um, but it's, it's the world we live in today, and it's real. Uh, you know, you talked about, what we can do as a firm Mm -hmm. uh you know there there are a lot of things you can do as a firm uh we first off we don't accept any uh orders to do anything over email Mm -hmm. you have to call us or come see us in person you know we've got to hear your voice which helps for a firm like us because we meet with our clients on a regular basis we know our clients every six months you know if if i hear Hey, this is Tom Dupree. Can you send me twenty dollars? I'm gonna know though. That's not Tom Dupree, you know, unless he's breathing in helium right now. Right. Yeah. It's it, there. There are steps in place. Second step, we custody our assets at TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade doesn't allow you to send money to any place other than address of record through a check, right, or a bank account. That's authorized. Right. Both of these, you can't change a bank account or add a bank account, and you can't change the address without signing a form. Right. You can't get the form without either, A, coming to see us in person or right. talking to us. Right. right. You know, there steps in place. We should be proud because we do, we, we have the tools and the processes in place to protect our clients. But I think what's really interesting about this story are the numbers. It's frightening how high they are. And then when you look at how many people, over 10,000 people a day Mm -hmm. are turning 65. And when it went on to quote some statistics from the American Bankers Association, 71% of bank deposits are from people 50 or older. And it's the way these criminals, these cyber criminals are operating. I mean, they just, they, they robo-dial and they get a senior citizen on the phone. And, you know, that person might be up in age or maybe starting to suffer from a little bit of dementia or memory problems, et cetera. And bam, off to the races. I think we, we've had some personal experiences from, from friends and family yeah. just recently where they had some situations like that happen. Well, you talk about numbers, too. That's 67 a day, guy. Right. 67 a day. Scary. Okay, this is Elizabeth Dupree. <laughs> hey, Elizabeth. <laughs> I've been in the studio for um, many, many weeks taking show notes, and this is um, an issue that um, I've had up close and personal experience with lately, Um 
friend of mine uh, had been given power of attorney for her mother. Her mother was experiencing um, increased signs of dementia and confusion. And ironically, all of this has come up in our office in meetings. Um, we had a compliance meeting. We went over ways to uh, look for signs of decreasing ability in the elderly. And, um, you know, one of the things is doing simple math problems. Can the customer do simple math problems? Well, with us, we see our customers or talk to them on a very regular basis. That's the, the platform of our whole company is the customer service aspect. And um, we can pick up fairly quickly if there is declining ability. And as a result, make a, a decision, uh, who's the power of attorney, when should it go into effect, um, and that's we're not attorneys. We are not attorneys by any stretch of the imagination. But there's, if there's document, if there are documents in place to help this elderly person, um, then then we will help put the whole process to make sure that they are protected and and right. assisted. Um, but this friend of mine had a power of attorney, and uh, her financial advisor was declining to accept the power of attorney. So then where is the abuse? Is the abuse in the power of attorney or is the abuse in a financial advisor that is trying to maintain control for who knows what kind of agenda? Long story short, um, an attorney fortunately was already involved and uh, sent a letter in instructing the um, financial advisor that there is a new law or new statute in place that prevents a financial advisor from declining a power of attorney. I think the time frame is, is seven days. And once again, I'm not an attorney and I, I don't intend to interpret any um, legal documents. But make sure you know the rules associated with the powers of attorney, the rules associated with protecting the elderly, and the signs to look for, because um, elder abuse is just really, 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 um, it's on the rise. Hackers call them. They get taken in. That's right. I talked to a, a banker friend of mine who said that she has seen people cl elderly cleaned out because these hackers are so adept at what they do. And right. even, even beyond that fact, um, they don't stop. Once they get an elderly person that engages them on the phone, they keep calling. Your information is on the dark web, and they work you and work you and work you. So just be alert and, and watch your elderly friends and your elderly relatives and um, well, be aware. And I think to, to add to that, too, is you know it, it's a lot easier to scam granny, as the article says, without doing a power of attorney. You know, you look at what a power of attorney is for it's usually somebody that cares about that person you know Hopefully, that you would hope that yeah. that's the case a lot of times the power of attorneys abused too so that that's needs right. to be that needs to be watched right. as well yeah and if you if you know if you suspect these things are happening there are ways to prevent you know you can you can report it up you can you can move up to the legal system um, well, and that gets right back into the platform of our company, which is keeping a very close relationship with our customers, uh, watching them, and, and communicating with them. That's right. 
And if you know your customer, you're going to see signs of decline. Or you're going to see that, that relative that might be overstepping bounds. Or you're going to see a customer that needs some assistance so you can alert that family member. So right. get to know your financial advisor of your parent or, you know, right. just stay in touch. Well, yeah. there, there's a good question. And don't be afraid to ask questions because you think they might get mad at you. you got to dive in and get in the belly of the beast. Well, the best question you could ask your family member, an elderly parent or family or friend, do you know what your financial advisor looks like? Yeah. And if you don't, you need to get to know them. And if you don't have access to them and you can't get to know them, you need to make a change. Right. That's good. That's good. Good point. Social media really causes a lot of difficulty here, doesn't it? We've got to be careful, y'all. That's that's the message. Well, and you've you've got to be there. There's a lot of things to look at you know like you said do you know who your financial advisor is how often do you meet with that financial advisor how is that financial advisor incentivized what are they how are they compensated compensated what are they what are they trying to do are they trying to sell you a product are they trying to manage your money you know right because if they're trying to sell you a product after they sell the product guess how many times you're going to talk to them again that's right and you know what at pre at the pre we understand how hard our clients work for their money. So our job right. is to help them keep their money, not yeah. lose it. That's right. Well, and I think in all fairness, I think all financial advisors probably think they have that um, in their wheelhouse in the best interest. But anytime you get compensated by commissions, there's a temptation to make an extra call. It's just right. the way it is. And we're fee-based, so our interests are aligned with that of our customer. Well, and I've said this in the past, too, is – Choosing a financial advisor is probably more imperative than choosing the right investments. Yeah. Because, you know, that's a person you've got to build a relationship with. That's, that's a person right. that's supposed to know what's going on. And when you get to that, that diminished capacity will get you the help that you need. Reach out to your... We had a lady come in this week who uh, didn't even know who her financial advisor was. On one of the things, she had another one who was far distant, but he was telling her one thing and then another. And uh, we picked up the account because she said she knew she would be able to meet with us on a regular basis. We consolidated. She had six different accounts. We consolidated them down to two. We're going to be sending her a regular check. Uh, from the dividends that are produced on the account. She wasn't getting that before. Didn't even know she could get it. Um, you know, th there's people uh, who have accounts that are not being managed by a financial advisor. They're just a 800 number where they're calling and, uh, <clears throat> you know, they don't even know what their money's doing, and it could be paying them dividends. They could be taking a check from it. Yeah, it's that's that's a very expensive mistake to make, you know. Right. And when when you make that mistake, especially when you're in retirement, you don't have a lot of time to fix it. That's right. You know, so that's where, you know, even if it's not picking us, you need to evaluate where you're at, and you need to ask those serious questions and get to know the answers of these questions. And if you're in a bad position. You need to shop around and, and try to fix your mistake as soon as possible. Right. Um, 
So uh, we have that going on. And, uh, you know, we we were going to talk about uh, the the Federal Reserve. We've got a caller right here. Let's see if, if they what it, what they're interested in. Who is it? Uh, okay, he's talking to him. Bo is. Um, yeah, got a couple of minutes to burn here. We got a solid screener. He's like a gold miner. Yeah. yeah. Well, I provoked a caller. My my debut on the Tom Dupree show. Yeah. <laughs> well, understandable. I mean, this is something that's that's real for a lot of people. It is, and they're sneaky how they do it. Oh, it's ridiculous, and and not only that, but getting back to to seeing the customer, one of the red flags on that list that we went over in our compliance meeting was if the customer comes in looking disheveled, if they look different, if they're wearing sweatpants when they've always worn a suit, or right. if some. I mean, that is another factor in how important it is to know your customer, right. to see them on a regular basis, you know. If, if it's an 80-year-old man and he comes in with an 18-year-old girlfriend. That's the, a little suspect. <laughs> that's a little suspect. Careful. Yeah. He's my new beneficiary. Change all the documents. And that raises the question, who's scamming who? Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so... Hey, Bo, you still have that caller? No. Uh, no, no. They, they want to know what time all the uh, pregame started. Oh, okay. Uh, they're, they're, okay. They're, they're, they're not worried about the Tom Depreciate. Well, um, it is a big deal. Uh, people lose things. They sometimes don't have control of their finances. They don't know what they're doing. They get older. They sometimes get dementia. This is something that we're able to help with. Um, you can call us at yeah. – well, and one thing I want to jump in real quick just to you say got 20 this. 20 seconds. There was a federal law that was enacted in May called the Senior Safe Act. And, you know, banks are really paying more attention now, too. The yeah, tellers and are. the frontline people are on it. They got liability if they don't. That's Stay right. with us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, Philip Sexton, Lisbeth Dupree, Guy Hewlett. It's News Radio 630 WAP. Volvo cars have long been recognized as some of the safest cars in the world, but renowned automotive analysts also agree Volvo cars are some of the most technologically advanced vehicles in the world. Add to that Volvo's performance, progressive style, and elegance, and you have a perfect combination for the perfect cars. Investigate Volvo cars and SUVs before you purchase any car. Come into Quantrill Volvo today during our winter sales event for exceptional deals, finance, and lease options on your new Volvo. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15 minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> no wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. 
workers heading back to their jobs. Congress and the president signing off on a measure to fund the government for three weeks. Kayleen Castelli, an EPA attorney in Denver, says the temporary fix doesn't give her much relief. Having another three weeks where we're worried about being in the same situation we're in now, it's demoralizing, it's unfair. It's cruel. Lawmakers have until February 15th to hammer out a compromise deal on border security. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo will address the U.N. Special Counsel today, meeting over the crisis in Venezuela. The U.S. is backing opposition leader Juan Guaido and calling for President Nicolas Maduro to step down. The United States has called a long overdue meeting to urge other nations to support Venezuela's democratic transition. Roger Stone, advisor and longtime friend of President Trump, says he is innocent of charges brought by the special counsel. Prosecutors say he collaborated with WikiLeaks to release damaging emails about Hillary Clinton's campaign and lied to Congress. Michelle Franzen, ABC News. Weekend is off and running on a cold note for this Saturday. A mix of sunny clouds, some light snow and flurries from time to time. We'll see a high into the low 30s. Light snow chances increase later tonight into Sunday. Light accumulations are possible and again low 30s for a high. Arctic front brings snow and cold, I mean bitterly cold, starting Monday night, Tuesday. I'm WKYT Chief Meralgist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Tiffany Thacker State Farm Studios. This is Lexington's News Radio 630 WLAP. I'm Steve Drury, Senior Pastor of the Trinity Hill United Methodist Church, located at the corner of Tate's Creek and Armstrong Mill Roads. Have you ever wanted to attend a church where you thought you were home? A place where you felt you were a part of something? Trinity Hill United Methodist Church is a place where you are a part of something part of God's family. Join us on Sundays for worship at our traditional service at 8.30 a.m., our contemporary service at 10.30 a.m., our Ghanaian African service at 12 noon, or our Spanish-speaking service at 6 p.m. We offer children and youth ministries grounded in biblical teachings, groups for college age and young adults, as well as groups for adults of all ages. So please join us at Trinity Hill United Methodist Church, where everyone is a minister. I hope you will come and worship with us this Sunday. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and dupreefinancial.com.
The unemployment rate is at a 48-year low. Most people that want to work are working. If you're trying to fill open positions at your business, you'll have to find your next candidate from the currently employed. iHeartMedia can help you spread the word to 93% of the U.S. population. That's right, 93%. Use this radio station to find your next employee who's driving to or sitting at their current job. You'll have your pick of the most qualified candidates for any position you have available. We can help. Go to iHeartWorks.com. That's iHeartWorks.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. All right. Here's something. A little piece of news. Fed officials way earlier than expected into bond portfolio runoff. What does this mean, Philip? Tell me about it. What are we talking about? So, you know, when when the housing crisis hit, the, the Fed did a few things. They dropped interest rates on the low end of the curve, you know, the Federal Reserve rate. Then they dropped, um, well, then they started buying a bunch of uh, mortgage-backed securities and other treasuries uh, to kind of, uh, I guess, boost boost the long end, you know, drop the long end as well, but boost, uh, I guess, risk-taking, you would call it. Yeah. You know, because if you drop if you drop what would be considered kind of the, the risk-free rate or the, the low-risk rate, uh, to a point where people don't want to buy that anymore, well, they go out and they buy the next best alternative, or you know, they 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 move into something a little more risky. Uh, to kind of help spur economic growth. Uh, what the Fed has been doing here as of late is they've been running off their uh, their pool, uh, primarily mortgage-backed securities. Uh, you know, it used to be that they were reinvesting. The, the coupons when they got the interest, um, you know, they're letting that go out, uh, you know, and just as stuff matures, they're kind of letting it run off instead of reinvesting it. Uh, what you've seen uh, here lately and what this article talks about is that the Fed has started discussions as to when they will end the runoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of economists and, and people out there, I uh, want to see him return to a pre-crisis level. Right. I want to see him significantly reduce that that balance sheet. Uh, what the Fed is saying is that uh, they would maybe return uh, to what they call a new normal, um, a larger balance sheet. I feel like the larger balance sheet uh, would provide more stability to uh, money market funds and things of that. Now, when you look at what happened in 2008, uh, you know, because what all a money market fund is supposed to do is have a stable value, you know, right? One dollar stable value. Uh, you you saw a significant drop in value in some money market funds uh, just because of the lack of liquidity, and the uh, the Fed seems to feel like you know with their balance sheet they would be able to hopefully stem off that volatility. Right. Do, do you think they're doing this kind of? What do you think their strategy is behind this, you all? Is it is this to reduce market volatility? What 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 do you think? 
I think that there there's some sense that they can reduce some market volatility and and if they have three trillion dollars in assets on their balance sheet, yeah. you know they can they can wow. they've got more power. I don't agree with it. It's I, a lot. I, I I think I think every bureaucratic institution, the Federal Reserve included, wants to make a case for its necessity. It's power. Yeah, the power. Oh, yes. And this is about power, you know, having power over the markets. Yeah, we're going to keep a $5 trillion balance sheet or a $3 trillion balance sheet because it makes us relevant and we want to be relevant. I, I believe that has uh-huh. <clears throat> to do with it. And Congress doesn't have any say in it, really. The Fed runs its own show and... um you know, so what? What's Congress going to do? It's like a dictatorship. You can make yourself as relevant as you want to make yourself. There That's you exactly go. Exactly right. Uh huh. Wow. And see what's happening to Maduro in Venezuela as a result of being dictator. People are getting tired of him, and you know he may be on his last legs. Run him out. Yeah, that's right. Coup d'état. Coup d'état. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Coup d'état to Fed. Yeah, right. that's right. Money losing. Uh, VXX will expire soon. What on earth are you talking about there? Yeah, I I, want to hear what he says. All right. Yeah. So we had a client actually, and um, he called in about wanting to know if there was something to buy in, in volatile times that would kind of act as like an insurance policy or, or would go up. Well, what this is VXX, so the VIX, the yeah. VIX. That's um. And, and volat- Philip, explain how it works too, because I think that's that that would take the rest of the show. I know, it, but it's it's hard to understand. So try to so help us. The volatility index is um, just an index that tracks volatility in the market. Right. When when you saw what happened in December, you know when the peak of the sell off hit. The volatility index was up to like 40. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you look at where it was in the middle of 2017 when things were just, you know, smooth operation, volatility index was probably at like 13 maybe. Yeah. You know, very, very low. Uh, it's the fear index is what a lot of people in, right. in uh, the financial markets like to call it. Well, if there's an index that can be tracked and put into money and traded, they'll find a way to do it. Like Vegas. Just like Vegas. You can bet on anything in Vegas. You can bet on a lot of things in the financial market. Side note on the Vegas thing. uh, This is, yeah, you talk about betting on anything. I saw this, this article about futures bets for the Super Bowl. Right. And it was who'll have, it was something like along the lines of, will Jared Goff have more completions than Kevin Durant has points on that night? In basketball, you're betting against <laughs> two, different oh two sides of a bet. You can get her done. That's right. Yeah. Get her done. That's it was right. Nuts. So what this is is it's an exchange traded note. Um, so it's anytime a note that's considered a fixed income instrument right. of sorts. Uh, what what the what the company that does this note does is they go out and. Uh, they put a, a term on it. So this was a, uh, I think, a 10-year note, maybe. That goes up and down based upon... Volatility. Based yeah. upon what the VIX does. VIX, it's supposed right. to track the VIX. Um, now, 
what usually happens with this is the the financial cost of making this note erodes away returns That's over right time because it's like i said it's a fixed income there's cost to do it right yeah and so what you're seeing is is now if you're wanting to trade it like if you bought it in 2017 and you sold it in the middle of december when it hit 40 you probably made some decent money on it yeah but the problem is is even if you bought it when the VIX was at 12 and you held it for 10 years and the VIX was at maybe 15, right? you probably didn't make any money. You probably That's lost money on that. So this is a very short-term strategy of sorts because you have to – we always talk about timing at the at the office. You know, people always ask us, you know, why – why not time the market? You know, if you if you think it's reaching a peak, why not sell everything? Well, the problem is, if you sell everything, you're in cash. You yep. still got to produce an income for your client. That's right. Right. Uh, and the other thing is, is you've got to time it when it hits bottom. If you're right, you got to be right twice. Yep. So so this one's going to expire the end of January. Yep. They're gonna they're gonna launch a new f- VXXB. Right. Yeah. Now, if, if they tweaked the game any here, it, the only thing that they did was they tweaked how long the maturity was. I think this one's going to be a thirty-year maturity. Yeah. Okay. So one difference is that VXXB has a thirty-year maturity rather than ten for VXX. Uh, it will also have a feature called an issuer redemption, allowing the bank to redeem the ETN and provide investors with the cash value of the product at any time. Also known as, when the bank is winning, they will cash you out. Yeah. Ah, yes. (laughs) So, you know, it talks about the inspiration for VXX was the 2008 financial crisis. As markets across the world tumbled, the VIX soared more than 700% over an almost two-year span, sparking investors' interest in an instrument that would allow them to benefit from swings in the market, including large declines. The VIX tracks expected volatility in stocks and tends to rise when share prices fall. You talked about it. If there's anything they can track and, and put money in, they'll figure a way out. Uh, you know, But the VIX was widely watched, isn't directly tradable. Barclays launched VXX after the British bank took over Lehman Brothers' derivatives business in 2008. Uh-huh. Since then, everyone from mom-and-pop investors to hedge fund managers have gravitated to VXX. Some of the brokerage firms don't allow it on their platform, or some of these highly leveraged uh, up-and-down things. The, some yeah. brokerage firms are saying, we don't want to let you trade in it. Well, and, you know, that's the same principle as a 401k company limiting your options. That's right. Because a 401k company limits your options because... they'll. Afraid you blow yourself up. Yeah, if, if you if you buy something crazy like this and you blow yourself up, you liability. You could technically go back to the four hundred one k company and say, "Why'd you let me do that?" Or the brokerage firm. Or the brokerage firm. Why'd you let me do that? You know. So yeah, it's a it's a cover your butt. Yeah. Move right there is what that <laughs> is. We, you, you know, I don't know how much time we how much time we got. Tom, we're fine. So this this could be kind of fun. We're out of time. Uh, no, <laughs> there, there was another story that Philip kind of bubbled up this week at the office, and we've been having a blast talking about it. It was in right. the Wall Street, and it's golf's new conundrum. 
Anybody's watching golf. Golf season's in full force now. Tiger Woods is out this week. Um, flag stick in, flag stick out. USGA now has changed the rules, and you can keep the flag stick in, mm-hmm. you know, while putting on the green where you used not to be. So there's, you know, there's a lot of chatter about this. We could create, you know, a, a, a flag stick in, flag stick out index. There you go. Fund. What do you think? And, you know, at each tournament, you know, how many you, – you bet on how many are going to have it in, how many are going to have it out. We, we, we would call it the Dupree Financial Group Flag Stick <laughs> In, Flag Stick Out Index Fund. Wow. It would be a branded thing, you know. We'd but, get our name on it. So what you would do is you would just – if you could find a Vegas book that would have prop bets, you would do a prop <laughs> bet on every single golfer in that tournament. Yeah, that's right. And if you're betting on Flag Stick In – then you buy the, the index, and you'll hit the bet. Sounds like a new line of business to me. <laughs> okay, guys, back to the topic. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Got to get back. Speaks. All right, let's do take a break here. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll start over in the next segment. <laughs> it's uh, the Tom Dupree Show with Philip Sexton, Elizabeth Dupree, Guy Hewlett, News Radio 630 WLP. The week. I am running for president. Of the Happened here. Buzzfeed. Total phony story. The media jumps to conclusions. Every day. The State of the Union canceled. Chaos. In Venezuela. Roger Stone came out. Not guilty. Check in. We have reached a deal. To end the shutdown. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, I'm Tom Dupree. During times of market volatility, as we have just experienced, it's easy for investors to panic. Some investors want an easy solution, like an annuity, to manage the ups and downs of the market. Some want to seek the safety of bonds and bond funds. At times like this, it's often wise to examine what the long-term returns of equities have been versus other asset classes. At Dupree Financial Group, we use times of market volatility as an opportunity to purchase securities at lower prices than where they may have recently traded. If you'd like to know how our investment process may help you and your retirement investments, then give us a call at 859-233-0400 to set up an appointment. It may be an eye-opening experience for you in this new year. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 and DupreeFinancial.com. 630 WLAP. Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Philip Sexton, uh, U.S. stocks rise lifted by strong earnings. So we had a lot of volatility back in December. A lot of negative looking stuff. And it seems like that earnings are lifting uh, things up somewhat. And uh, we're seeing some of these good companies that we invest in post decent earnings. And uh, it's helping the market. Yeah. uh, What you saw basically all of last year, I think the the index finished down from from the start of the year to the end of the year. I think it finished down close to 5%. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you look from September on, it was down September through the end of the year. It was down almost, what, 16%, something like that. You know, over that time frame, too, you saw – earnings growth in the double digits uh across the uh, the the s&p 500 uh what you're still seeing is, is you know you're still seeing 
earnings growth on a lot of customers. Uh, uh, not customer, uh, companies. Uh, so you, you've seen two years of earnings growth, zero years of stock growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, the fundamentals will have to catch up, right? One way or another, either the either the market will dec- either the market will move up or the market will be right, and companies' earnings will start declining. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you look at where things are going, uh, it seems to be like earnings are, are winning out and you're seeing uh some of these companies move up uh you know in price uh you're seeing people start to shift from fears of china trade and fears of uh government shutdown and fears of things you can't really control to fear to to looking at the strength of the fundamentals right uh you know i there's a couple examples in here uh so IBM shares rose six six point six percent after the company signaled, signaled that faster growing businesses would help boost profit this year. Uh, shares of Comcast were up four percent after the firm said NBC Universal Media Unit and high speed internet business fueled growth in the fourth quarter. United Technology said it expects its revenue and profit to rise this year as the industrial conglomerate works on breaking itself up, pushing shares up six point three percent. Uh, Procter and Gamble rose 4.8% after reporting strong quarterly sales growth. You know, you're seeing a lot of these companies. Now, not every company is, has grown earnings and revenues, but you're seeing a lot of these companies that are hitting expectations, beating expectations. Uh, yeah. The United Technologies one is int- is interesting in and of itself. Yeah. So United Technologies, they're a company that, uh, you know, they bought out Rockwell Collins that that merger uh, finished this year when you look at uh <clears throat> earnings uh so in 2019 uh, so they beat on every single um guidance thing that they gave for 2018 mm-hmm. you know they, right. they they hit their goals and then some yeah. uh well then they they gold for 2019 they predict uh 75 and a half billion to 77 billion in sales and seven dollars and seventy cents to eight dollars a share in adjusted profit uh and you know something interesting about united technologies too is i was doing a little reading on them this week i mean they're poised right now to finally get a return on that i think it was 10 billion dollar investment research investment on that new jet engine that they're mm-hmm been working on the gte engine uh, uh, gear, gear turbo, turbo yeah thing. turbo prop yeah and you know you're, they're finally poised for that to really hit mm-hmm. you know their well they had had some trouble a couple years back with it they did uh and what you're seeing now is so you know i gave those guidance figures you know that's 75 and a half billion in sales the company reported 66 and a half billion for full year revenue 2018 you know they've uh, did full year adjusted profit at seventy six sixty one. You're seeing that they're still guiding for growth, right? Mm-hmm. You know, plus the fact that they're breaking off pieces of their business uh, that they're they're planning on spending a billion and a half this year. Now, that's not in this article. A billion and a half dollars to break the company into three different units. So your first unit that'll remain United Technologies is your Rockwell Collins Pratt and Whitney unit, your right. your aircraft unit. Yeah, right. Your second unit will be K 
carrier, carrier. Uh, which will have your security systems and things like that and your HVAC. Your third unit is Otis Elevators. Now, Otis Elevators was the one unit that didn't really grow this year mm-hmm. that, that got affected by the, the slowdown in China. Um, but it is probably the most stable kind of slog-along type unit. Um, now, when you look at these things, you see the high growth in, in airlines, uh, you know, the airlines buying more air, airplane equipment, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and you've got the engine and all, all the, the pieces and, and parts in there. Well, and if you, that engine, what makes it special is number one, it's 75% quieter. So that's big. It's 50% more, uh, efficient in mm-hmm. terms of emissions. Mm-hmm. And here's the biggie, 16% more fuel efficient now you start looking at the cost of the airline fuel yep. yeah those are significant numbers right yep i mean you know guy um we uh you and i attended the chamber dinner yeah this week let's but uh let's talk just the last couple of minutes that we've got let's talk lexington just a little bit and, okay. and talk about what we saw and 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 felt was going on there well, we saw two things at the chamber dinner. There was a thousand people there, which I think is always a good sign for Central Kentucky that thousand right. of your business leaders were present. But uh, Jeff Kuntz took over as the chairman of the board, and his his platform is constructing bridges. Right. Which you know, it's 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 a time of collaboration, and they're talking about let's all come together as a community to make, you know, make a difference. And that's government, you know, that's the university, and uh, that's your business leaders. So that was positive. But the mayor spoke, and she made her entire remarks around the opioid crisis. Right. And she challenged the business community to step up and get involved and help fight this crisis. And she also announced that she's forming a committee of uh, business community leadership to uh you know address the challenges right and what what i think we saw was uh really a remarkable kind of uh it was just a feeling in in there the, the of buy-in from a, a lot of i i hadn't been to one of these in a while and I realized how much I'd kind of been missing it. It, it was a sense of, of belonging in a way. I, I, I felt like there was one big happy family to some degree. Right. And well, I, I love a nice he- feeling. I love hearing that because, you know, that's when you really look. You're a past you're a past uh, chair of the uh, Commerce Lexington. That's correct. I was chair back in 2007. And, but when you really look at that group of people, that's where the passion in this community, resides. Right. And, I mean, they're the difference makers. They are. They are. So. So, anyway, it was it was good. Um, gosh, this has gone by quick. Call well, us at Dupree Financial Group, 233-0400. If you want us to go over your uh, uh, retirement investments, we've been speaking with Philip Sexton, Elizabeth Dupree, Guy Huglet. It's the Tom Dupree Show. Thanks for listening. Go Cats. News Radio 630 WLAP.